Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is SNZ Mornings with Ian Smith. Smithy's taking a little break to grab a cup of tea, which gives me a chance to talk some women's basketball with you because the Tall Ferns have done New Zealand proud at the recent FIBA Women's Asia Cup across the ditch in Sydney. Finishing fourth, where they went down in the bronze medal match to Australia, 81-59, but that does open doors now for the Tall Ferns to make it to the Olympics. And joining me now out of Sydney from the Tall Ferns is Panina Davidson. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time after that game. Firstly, I've got to know, what has the level of fan support been like in Sydney? Because, you know, you're you're not too far from home. Um, Yeah, it was really positive. I think um, I talked about it uh, after the game. But we got a really, really lovely message from a, a young girl called Mabel. And she wrote us a letter and just said that, you know, she came into this tournament knowing nothing about basketball and now she wants to give it a shot. Um, so I just think, like, the level of support and the level of, like, appreciation for us has just been really, really nice to see. You know, speaking of, you know, great stories like that, you know, we've had the story of uh, Mary Go- uh, Mary Golding. Uh, I think she's touched a lot of people in New Zealand here. It's great to see her on the road to recovery. How big of a motivating factor has Mary been for her fellow tall fans? I mean, she's a great reminder that um, basketball doesn't owe us anything. And, uh, you know, like we had just finished our first camp. I just saw her. We were just like, because we started a little bit of a like walking school bus from training to mm. back to where we were staying. She was walking on like that with me and just chatting about um, stuff that she's going to do when she gets home. And like, it was just that simple. And then two days later, I just get this massive news. So wow. we were kind of just waiting in anticipation for weeks and we headed off to Europe, still not knowing any details. And just we, we met the second time without Mary and it was just a bit sickening. Um, but she kind of pulled through as Mary, you know, like as tenacious as she is, we knew she would. She pulled through and um, it was just such a such a beautiful thing and beautiful timing that we got to hear from her right before um, and kind of just carry on for her. Nice. And I mean, the fourth place finished, you know, it brings a lot of pride, obviously, to your coach Guy Malloy and, and to New Zealand as well. You know, you fought tooth and nail against those Opals. Trying to keep that margin close for as long as possible. What was that mood like in the locker room following the loss? It's always a great time playing Australia. You know, like it's it's our um, it's it's the like what do we say? Just across the Ditch. the ocean rivals, and um, to kind of have to play them. You know, like after we we played a friendly and it didn't go well for us. Maybe like three days before Asia Cup, and so to come back and kind of be that close with them was just such a great thing for us to see our improvement over the course of a week. And, you know, we saw a number of turnovers there uh, given up by New Zealand in that Sunday game. The Aussie defense stifling those shot attempts. How tough was it out there on the floor? Um, We knew turnovers were a problem even in the Japan game. And the messaging was, you know, if we're going to make a top four and start competing with some of these bigger, better teams, um, that's that's what we're going to expect. And that's like turnovers become deadly um, against, you know, the top 10 in the world. So that's definitely something we've taken note of. Yeah. And how does, say, Guy Malloy keep things positive 
down in that fourth quarter when you know the Opals are ahead and they try you know trying to keep that team motivated. He has such an immaculate game plan heading in. You know, like we go into it knowing exactly what we want to do individually and as a team. And I think just having the confidence in what our overall game plan is um, it just helps us kind of keep level headed when we need to be. One thing I I love to see at the end of the game there was how much you know love and familiarity there was there between the Tall Ferns and Australia. You know, players and the like uh, who go up against each other in the WNBL, uh, like yourself uh, with Melbourne. Despite that result, is New Zealand closing that gap with the Aussies? I hope so. You know, like we've got our domestic league that we're trying to get up and running, and we know what we're up against. Like I think Victoria, the state of Victoria alone, <laughs> has more basketball engagement than New Zealand. Mm. Um, and it's just trying to find different ways to close it, even if that's getting a few tall friends within the WNBL. Because, like, I trained against Kayla George and Izzy McAvoy for years. Um, and what better way to get better than against the two best bigs in this area? Yeah. Um, so, hopefully. And, of course, you know, you were down in that guard position in that game with Talia injured. Uh, Taylor Dalton, <clears throat> sorry, was ruled out as well. What sense of belief was there amongst the playing group that you could stand up, you know, to the number three team in the world? Um, yeah, well, like, it's been kind of the same all tournament, but some of the young ones who had that next up mentality and just took on board what they can. You know, Ezra stepped up today, and then Grace came in and made a big shot. So it's just nice to see that some of these young ones are taking in such a big opportunity and coming in full force. And you know, you mentioned Japan there, who you know they're such a good benchmark team to see how you know players stack up against them. Being the Asia Cup champs for the past five tournaments, like they're insane. How do you think the team? How do you think the Tall Ferns responded to the pr- the pressure of playing a side like that? Um, it's it's quite daunting, you know. Like they, these are like top ten teams, and not just any new top 10 teams like they've been top 10 for ages um but we've had a few friendlies against some of these teams and we know like it's not new mm. and we've we watch uh, like a lot of that basketball so we watch a lot of the opals and we watch a lot of the japanese basketball and it's just like you know what you're going to come up against so at least you can say like it's not a surprise yeah and uh in the game against australia you led the team in scoring shelly sledger walker was second um, she made her debut back in 2018 when she was just 16. You know, since then she's gone on to enjoy a great NCAA career there with uh, Washington State. How far do you think her game has come from that debut to now? I mean, we wouldn't have been in that top four position if it wasn't for her like 30 piece in the, against the Philippines. You know, like she stepped up when others, you know, like myself included in the Philippines, was taken out a little bit. She came up and drop to 30 pc make sure we got that top four spot um and i just she's so young she's just going to keep improving she's got one more year in college and that's just it's so amazing for new zealand to see such an elite guard come through like that with many years to come yeah and there's more kiwi girls going over to ncaa which is it's such encouraging signs for the future but um Speaking of yourself, you've also been a consistent performer during this Asia Cup. Four double doubles in the five games uh, you played. What do you What do you find that you're doing well in the paint to be that strong presence uh, for the rebounds? Um, trying to just I, I know what I'm up against. I'm not a very big size, so it's just trying to box out. But again, guy gave us all pretty like specific game plans individually and as a team and. He put it to me, I'm going to need to start boxing out some like the likes of Hanzu or Jisoo and Lauren Scherf, and they're all very clearly bigger than me. Mm. And yeah, just he just said, you just got to 
go out there and try and take them off the boards and that was it. And of course, during a tournament like this, the schedule is so intensive. There were six games in like seven days. How do you look to take care of your body uh, and be ready to go? We have um, we have good staff around there and giving us, you know, the professional advice on how to recover and maintain. But I think we also came into this knowing, you know, like no one's going to feel sorry for us, and let alone Asia Cup's not going to feel sorry for us for being tired. Every other team's tired, and yeah, it's got to kind of go with that mentality. And the result that you that the Tall Ferns got out of this tournament now means that you get invited to an Olympic uh, qualifier. That road to the to qualification looks, I guess, a lot more simpler now. Is there the kind of confidence that you guys can go through and make that uh, Olympics for the first time since 2008? Absolutely. That's exactly why we, we, what we set out to do. We set out to go for that top four spot so we can put ourselves in a situation to keep going. I said it before. The tournament, you can't underestimate a team wanting to make the Olympics, and I think the Philippines even showed us that. Mm. Um, but, you know, we didn't just come in here to participate. We came in here for that one last shot at an Olympics and put Tall Ferns back on the map. And there's a there's a really good mix of experience and youth on this side. You know, you and Stella Beck have over 60 caps. Charlize already has, like, 42. Josie Tristel yeah. is 41. And then, you know, you've got the younger ones coming through as well. How was encouraging for you, being in that side for a while now, to see these younger players coming through and pushing for a spot? It's so amazing. You know, we're finally, like, COVID devastated us, and now we're in a position where so many girls are engaged and wanting to be part of our squad. And that's, I think, you know, like, Australia just have girls lining up to be part of the Opals. And I think if we want to get places, we want to have that same kind of engagement. And I think we're starting to see it. And it's just really awesome to get to a point where you've got so many young ones just interested in the sport. And of course, we're coming into the second season of uh, Toihi Basketball Aotearoa. you there with the Northern Kahu. How, like, for you, what's the goal this season? I just want to get involved with the uh, Toihi season. Like, it's, it's just such an exciting league to have up and running for New Zealand and New Zealand's um, women who are playing basketball. Um, just be really excited and um, like quite privileged to be part of, um, you know, the second year of a great uh, league. What do you think of uh, them adding six personal fouls? Do you like that idea? I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, I hey, by the time this goes to air, uh, you'll be jumping on a plane. What's next for you? I'm going to go finish off my season in Cannes for the NBL one, and then. Great story. Nice, love it. Hey, well, uh, Panina Davidson, thank you so much for your time talking with us uh, today on SCNZ. All the best for the future and go, go Tall Foons. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.